And I'll bet you that most of the new men here tonight do not have a sponsor that they talk to every day. Uh, this is one of the reasons for slips is lack of sponsorship. Another reason for slips is not being a sponsor, because part of this program is giving it away. Uh, you don't come to the meeting to get all that you can get out of it, but you come to meetings to help other people, and in doing that, and help that will help yourself. Now, uh, I'd like to call on someone who has probably sponsored more people than anyone I know, and I will say that uh, he does happen to be my sponsor. Uh, he did resign four times uh, when he sponsored me, but I do feel that I might not be here today uh, if it weren't for Lanny. Lanny, come up. He gave he, he gave this talk last year, and I heard it on the tape, and it was so darn good that I just hope that uh, I hope that you can give as good a one this year as you gave last year. Yeah, I wonder what I said. <laughs> My name is Lan Holmes, and I am an alcoholic, and I am very grateful to be here. I have made friends in this group uh, whom I will never forget. Some are not here tonight uh, for financial reasons, uh, not otherwise. Um, gee, I really didn't know what I was fighting off when I took on Bill as a sponsor. I knew, I thought I knew what I was doing, and I resigned three times. <laughs> he's he's one-upped me. He, it used to be I resigned twice, and I said, no, I would always correct him and say, no, it was at least three times, and now he's upped it to four times. However, we learned a lot together, and I think if you will give sponsorship a try, you will be appalled at how much you will learn about the program, about yourself, about love, about sharing. I have not worked with too many doctors other than Bill, but uh, I want to ask you all to think about this. I think intellectual pride and over-intellectuosity, if there is such a word, is a tremendous stumbling block to this program, to accepting it, to making it a part of your life. <coughs> I know I wouldn't be alive today if I had not accepted this program with my whole heart in the very beginning. It's the only thing that kept me going. I didn't have anything to share except my own misery and listening to the misery of others, but I learned, and I didn't drink. The feeling in this group, and this is why I know that this is the high point of my AA career every year, is meeting with you people and watching you share. And I think if you'll think of it this way for a minute, I think you'll agree with me. I think this is one of two times in the year, this meeting and your national association meeting, <coughs> which I am never not allowed to attend because I'm not a doctor. But here is the one place in the world where you can share with each other equally. When you go but leave here on Monday or Sunday night and go back to your own communities, you are going to become gods again. You are going to return to your specialties where you tell everybody else how to run their lives and everybody else believes you. And yet you cannot really get the maximum from a local AA meeting that I can get 
Because I'm nobody expects me to be a god, but everybody expects a doctor to be a god in his own community. So I think if you'll think and realize that the reason why you all enjoy this group so much is because you uh, can let down your intellectual guards, you're all intellectually equal, and you can really share, which is what it says in the beginning of the AA preamble. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share. And that's, uh, I used to say to my seven kids <coughs> when I got sober, because all during my drinking, I had stopped sharing with them. I had stopped communication. I had stopped listening to them. Uh, I was just a zombie. That's why this is such a lonely disease. We cut ourselves off from others, even our own family. <coughs> my subject is sponsorship. Um, and I think uh, that is one of the greatest ways that you can share this program is by carrying the message to others. We have just finished another Easter season where we celebrate, have celebrated the resurrection of our Lord, if you believe in it that way. <coughs> in AA, we can share and see these resurrections around us every day. In fact, I know I wouldn't have stayed sober unless I could have given this program away and watched others uh, benefit from it, watched them grow in the first three or six or nine months. I used to get terrible resentments. I won't say this is true of Bill, but many of the people that I sponsored, they would get so much better than I was in three to six months, and I'd been in three to five years. It used to give me a terrible resentment. <laughs> but I kept coming. <laughs> and I kept sharing. Let me give you an example of what I have learned. I think you, in, with everybody you work with for any length of time, you get more from that person than you have ever been able to give to him. <clears throat> there was one much younger fellow who came back uh, to my group at the time. This is seven or eight, ten years ago. And he was a retread, and for some reason I could identify with him, uh, and he's one of the few drunks I took into my own home, and he became a great friend of two of my sons, as, as it turned out. He calls me today now, he's been he's working in Boston, <coughs> he did not go to Harvard, but he's working with MIT, which I guess is the next best thing. Um, at any rate, he's, his whole life has turned around, and it's amazing. But one of the things he taught me when he was still in extremis, was a poem in Spanish. Now, I don't speak Spanish, but the gist of the poem went this way. Man's sighs, when you take a deep sigh, go to the sky. Man's tears run to the sea. But tell me, O oh prophet, where does love go when it dies? And that was the first time that I really started to think, made me think, about my own marriage. <coughs> I'd been sober about seven years at the time, and I could not accept the fact, intellectually or any other way, that my marriage had really gone down the tubes, and the drunk or sober, it was a bad deal. So, I learned from him, who was sicker than I. But from having learned, I got better. <coughs> Another example... Uh, I was a flyer in the war, and uh, one of my old wingmates used to call me up from Boston. 
Incidentally, for you other ex-servicemen, I have a wonderful substitute for the happy hour. I always used to hate that word. I didn't used to go to the beer busts at five every afternoon to get happy. I went to drink to escape from whatever problems I had. Anyhow, in, if I was still drinking, <coughs> I know I would love this bar because over the bar they have uh, specials five to seven and instead of the happy hour, they call it the attitude adjustment hour. <laughs> At any rate, my old wingmate, I was in the Marine Air Force, used to call me up from Boston about every three or four or six months at two or three in the morning and he would have lost another fight in a bar and I recognized the symptoms you know he was getting ready to join us <coughs> and usually he'd lost another fight and he wasn't used, used to losing fights and he was another member of the CIA Catholic Irish uh, alcoholic and uh, when he finally got ready I drove from here I live right around the area here all the way up to Boston and took him to his first meeting now, I don't recommend this to, uh, it's a normal 12-step call, but here again, I got something back from that, uh, much better than the four-hour, five-hour drive up. <coughs> I took him to his first meeting, and there I heard my own case history. I'd been in about seven or eight years, and there was another speaker who had, uh, at his first meeting, uh, who had been in just about the same length of time. And he, his story was very similar to mine. He had a lot of children. He had uh, problems getting alone and being serene by himself. Uh, he'd been sober just about the same number of years. Um, <coughs> and in summing up his talk, he said, well, uh, what has he done for me, really? And he had to stop and think to himself for a minute. And then he said what I have treasured ever since. And he said, well, every goddamn lousy day of it's been good. <laughs> And that's about the story of my uh, sponsorship of Bill Daniel. Every lousy day of it was... I'll tell you a story, which I really shouldn't. I'll probably never be asked to speak again. But Bill used to say when I would come in and uh, harangue him when he'd uh, had another decision to uh, experiment for a while, and he'd uh, come in... Uh, when I'd come into New York, or if he was drinking out in Norristown, I'd come up here and and uh, ball him out and he say, well now I'm not in any rush to get this program but I'll tell you one thing when I do come in my story is going to be much worse than worse than yours or Sam Jackson's <laughs> so don't let him get away with too much <coughs> however I'm sure that Bill will agree with me that one of the reasons he stays sober is because he has to receive he receives a, a message to call some of you guys from Nova Scotia or God knows where. I agree. I don't know how he pays this phone bill either. But he is sponsor of more people than I'll ever meet in the program, practically. And I think he's doing a wonderful job. And uh, I want to thank him for allowing me to share in these meetings with you. I really, truly enjoy them. And I look forward to meeting all the friends out there whom I haven't met yet. Thank you very much. We have two more announcements. I think is Jack is uh, Mooney here. Mooney, come on up and tell them about your alkathine. I want to thank uh, Dr. Mooney for coming to this meeting. He's uh, I don't think he's missed but one meeting here. Uh, he's 
came in last night, he had to wait three or four hours at a one place before he got another plane to come at great inconvenience, but he came. And he always does what he's asked to do, and uh, we've asked him to help with the pill babies tonight. Uh, we put chambers behind him, because if you put chambers on an equal footing with him, he wouldn't get to say anything. Uh, right? So, uh, tell him about your alpha time and who you want to come to it tonight. I appreciate you putting me ahead of it. I Joe have to, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it took me all the afternoon to convince him to do that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> My name is John Mooney. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm also an addict. I'm one of these folks that's a total addict. By that, I mean I could get hooked on an empty capsule if you told me it'd make me feel better. And I, just by those of you know who remember this product, I got hooked on Tosserol one time, and I had to have 50 of these things every day. And I went in drugstores sneaking in there to get these things, giving all sorts of excuses. They don't do nothing for you if you try it. So I don't know. It's just a psychological thing. When So when I finally quit, I had to give up everything. I had to even give up aspirin. And uh, I went around the country telling everybody about it. I didn't, I didn't take no aspirin. And one night after an AA meeting, somebody came up to me and says, Doc, you sure have helped me. I said, I'm still drinking a little liquor, but I ain't taking no aspirin. <laughs> now, now, he asked me what we're going to uh, talk about tonight. I'm going to, he asked me to talk about pills. Well, to me, pills means uh, drugs. Somebody asked Dr. Harris Isbell one time up at the Addiction Research Center in Lexington, what makes an addict? He said, society makes an addict. And so society has separated this thing into alcohol and pills or other drugs, I guess. And for some reason, the idea gets out that maybe these things aren't too bad, but most of us here already know different. So I thought tonight when we come back here at 10 o'clock, we will talk about these drug effects, the various drug effects, and I'll share with you how they affected me, and that'll, that'll scare the hell out of most of you. <laughs> but that we would go into that. He asked me who who wants to come. I hope everybody will come, but I know they got some step one meetings and they got an out out and on meeting, so we'll just uh, go along with whoever gets here. Uh, Bill. Oh, gee, thank you, John. Uh, is Bill Dougherty here? Billy boy, where's Billy? Come on up, Billy. Uh, Bill's gonna uh, help him with step one tonight. There, this is for anybody that uh, doesn't think he's alcoholic or who's had slipping problems or. Uh, or etc. Go go ahead, boy. Uh, let's see. Um, well, uh, I specialize. We're going to specialize tonight on the first step. Uh, I always tripped on the first step. I also happen to be a Georgetown graduate. Uh, <laughs> I specialized in uh, amphetamine addiction in my uh, senior year at Georgetown. Uh, it took me five years uh, of amphetamine addiction to finally become an alcoholic. Uh, and uh, it was sort of like a blessed event. Uh, I uh, was discharged from the service because I became addicted to preludin. And uh, I then uh, <clears throat> uh, went in back into the VA residency in psychiatry. And I was treating alcoholics on the alcoholic unit. And one night the nurse says to me, are you an alcoholic? <laughs> and uh, I sure was because it took me about six months. And I, I uh, really had a rough time of it. I think it's about ten years now since I've been in the program. But I slid for two years and I did everything uh, that uh, was told to me in the opposite direction. So uh, we're going to talk about the first step 
and uh, we're going to talk about how to take this, the first step, either the easy way or the hard way. And there sure is a lot of people here who have had practice the hard way. Um, we'll also try to uh, bring out uh, some of the uh, things that can happen in the beauty of the program after taking the first step. Just a minute. Uh, it's going to be in room 466. 466, that's yes. right. Yes. Now, at these Alka signs tonight, uh, we think all of you should go. You know, you come into the meeting to learn something. Uh, you aren't coming to talk back there with one of your old Georgetown classmates. You can do that uh, after the Alka time. Right. But uh, you should either come to this one or to the other one or to both. You know, come here, stay a while. But if you go to the Alka enter into it. Right. This is going to be serious business tonight. Serious really business. Mean. No, no kidding around. Uh, and we've got the girls' meeting on the third floor. Just boys and girls. Yes. Okay. So let's end the meeting uh, in the usual manner. Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, glory, ever and ever. Amen.